August 20th, 2021. I'm back. And I'm back for you. I'm not going to lie. I'm back for me, too. And I'm back because there's a hell of a lot of young talent that I wish I was surrounded by 10 years ago. So in saying that, I sit back and I say, well, hell, they're there now. So why aren't you? Here I am. Because I want to work with that young talent that had the same passion that I had stamped out. I'm back because there's a couple of scores to settle in that locker room. I'm back for the young guys. Darby Allen! I've seen you. You're good. I've seen you jump out of airplanes. I've seen you wrapped up in a body bag and chucked over the top rope. I've seen you kick down a flight of stairs, and you always come back. Just like each and every person here in Chicago, you're tough. But I'm here to help. And you're the first on the list. I'm going to help you because you're a daredevil and you like danger. Well, Darby Allen, there is nothing you could do that is more dangerous than wrestling CM Punk. Except wrestling CM Punk in Chicago. Okay, so here's what I think. Um... It really feels, they're never going to admit it, but it feels like WWE might be punching down now a little bit. Oh, yeah. Maybe not uh, aggressively. I saw Roman tweeted uh, something about being a legitimate needle mover. You know? Uh, yeah. It's kind of like, and it's like, okay, is Roman doing this? Is this kayfabe or is this a shoot? Because if it's a shoot, it feels kind of like, uh Yeah. His is the only one I almost find a little bit forgivable because he's he's his perception is the number one guy. Yeah, which is true. So and, and I mean, he's a, I feel and he's like a heel, he has, so it makes sense. But I feel like he he almost has to do that. But in his heart of hearts, you know, and I feel like Seth Rollins did something really similar when he was carrying he was carrying the belt. He was just like, this is the number one place in the world, you know. Yeah. But uh, secondly, Booker T's take is just like. Come on, man. Yeah. Like even like even Cornette, his his cold heart was warmed. Yeah. And he said, and like that's what I like about the dude is like he talks a lot of shit. He talks a lot of shit, and he has very strong opinions and thoughts. But when when something is right and something is real, he'll he'll say, yeah, that was good shit. Yeah. No, absolutely, and and he's hard to impress but when he imp- when he's not just saying shit to say shit you have to impress him and he's not easy to impress but when he is impressed he'll admit it yeah and here's the thing and i mean this is not a knock against booker t i mean i know him you know from back in the day i mean i would probably wouldn't even remember me but what i do remember about him is he came from his training and mentality was very much get yourself over and that's fine and you do have to do that, but eventually 
getting other people over is a different skill than getting yourself over. And he's always been phenomenal about getting himself over because he, he was good on the mic. He's got that charisma and he was good in the ring. Yeah. But as far as like getting other people over, that's the the best. He has his own organization in Houston and he can, he's given people a platform to get themselves over, but he's not the guy that's going to get them over by giving them the rub by, you know, either with a promo or letting he, that's just not who he is. It's yeah. not in his mentality. And you yeah. can even tell in his commentary, it's yeah. more about, you know, his perspective is very much coming from his style of training, you know, and Ivan, Ivan Putsky, you know, his trainer, he was a tough trainer, man. Yeah. I mean, he trained, you know, Lash, his brother, Stevie Ray, he trained Ahmed, he trained, you know, you know, Randy, he changed, uh, fat Gandalf. He trained these guys and they were pretty much trained for a very cutthroat time because that's the time Ivan came from. So it's going to be really hard for him to kind of bite the hand that feeds him and give somebody else the credit. No, definitely not. I feel like he's, he's definitely being a company company man there. And I think because he's, he's, he's a WWE guy, but he's also a little bit not, he's like on the outskirts, you know, has a little bit of more freedom. Yeah. So he has sort of that flexibility to throw, throw a punch there. Punch yeah. Down, just to, and I'm just, whatever. yeah. And it, just but it was kind of like, come on, man. Like he said, CM Punk made it all about WWE when he went out of his way to not even mention WWE yeah. at all. No, never mentioned him by name. And he and it was a shoot when he said, I couldn't stay in a place, you know, where, you know, and get better in a place where I got sick. Yeah. And, and he didn't say any, that was not anything that wasn't already known. If you listen to that Colt Cabana po- podcast and where he went into depth, that's when he was calling out WWE by name. That was just his way of, uh, for the masses, giving you the TLDR if you didn't hear this podcast a few years ago. And he kept it very generic. Yeah. He kept it very generic. Uh, and I don't think it was all about that. It was just more about all about, um, but I'm back now. Mm-hmm. You know, just because he's like, when I left professional wrestling, it was, you know, in 2005 and now I came back. So he he, he went out of his way to skip over you know, a place where, you know, arguably he got himself over by shooting, mm-hmm. right? You know, shooting on the mic. I tell you what, I got pulled into a YouTube rabbit hole the other day, and I was watching a lot of CM Punk promos from that last year in WWE when he had a lot of heat with Triple H. Oh, yeah. And Vince McMahon and John Laurinaitis. And um, there's one where he was doing a contract signing um, oh, yes, to do a match with that. Cena. Dude, go find that one and watch it. It just feels so much more poignant, um, especially considering that we had the CM Punk return um, kind of against the Cena return, right? Uh, on the same weekend. But man, the things the things CM Punk is saying, you, you just you, f- you you feel how real they are. Oh, it was real, and, dude. And he was he was angry, he was hurt, and he was tired, and he was probably daring them to fire him. You see genuine reactions. There's one point where uh, you could. Uh, he talks about makes fun of Triple H's movie or something like that. Oh, and yeah. Triple H tries to hit back and he's like, Well, where's your movie? I haven't seen it. And he's like, Oh, it went straight to video just like yours. <laughs> I mean, like <laughs> just like he did not give a shit. Yeah, no, he and done. he was at that point where he's just like, I don't care and he was the guy who didn't care at his job anymore. So he was just gonna say what he felt and he didn't feel like he needed to pull any punches, and that's what he was doing back then. 
and that's what it made. So that's what made this return. That wasn't that was coming from a negative place for him just because of the position they put him in. That he was just like, I'm fucking tired of this place. Where I would give this one, you know, an A plus this return because it was genuine. This was not. This was coming from a place of happiness, a place of joy, and place of just like I'm gonna come back to the business that I do love. And I'm going to put this negative section behind me. This is why I left, but that's over now. I'm, you know, the new, you know, this new era starts now. I feel like he skipped over that and it was such a positive moment. So I don't know, you know, maybe Booker T just went back and listened to that other podcast and got mixed up with the actual return because this was nothing but positive. And I mean, you have to impress Jim Cornette, Jim Ross, Tony Schiavone, these are guys that have seen it all, been around the biggest stars in the world, yeah. you know, you know, going back to the, you know, the early eighties, uh-huh. I'm going to, you know, even for Jim Ross's and Cornette, it was like the seventies. They've seen some of the biggest moments. I'm going to lean towards their expertise. Yeah. You know, so there's I, no, I think it's not debatable. That this is one of the biggest moments in wrestling history. I no. mean, this is just going to be forever remembered. Yeah. I mean, and call it whatever the perfect storm, like it couldn't converge, but I mean, he was, he was a megawatt star. Yeah. I've, and, I've watched the clip several times now since, you know, since rampage just so many times and I've been online watching other people react to it. Just, it's a genuine, a genuine thing that happened. Yeah. And people the, are and, legit. So happy he's back. Yeah, I mean, this is reaction videos that were on on the level of when, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched Mandalorian season finale season two, you know, that, you know, that Luke Skywalker return where people were just recording themselves watching the return. Right. I mean, it was that kind of special moment in this ecosystem of professional wrestling. Yeah. So... I mean, yeah, I've watched it numerous times. You know, our I was listening to our podcast, our show before this, you know, but basically we started recording 10 minutes after that return and I can just hear the excitement in my voice. I was just like, oh my God, I'm mean, just like, it made me feel like a kid again. And I was legit like, I want to, do my boots still fit? Yeah. I mean, I was ready to just get back <laughs> in the ring. And I, that's the same reason I became a wrestler because watching, you know, these special moments, like I want my shot at this. So yeah, he he brought the kid out in me. Yeah. So I'm, I just don't agree with Booker T. I mean, I'm, it doesn't sound like many people do. Yeah. And maybe he doesn't even believe himself. Maybe he's doing it for the clicks, but this was, this was an A plus return. Controversy does get clicks. That's yeah. good. And he but did. I, well, I got a controversial, well, it's not really controversial because it was just like, what was going to be WWE's return because SummerSlam was the next day. What was going to be their return shot? Yeah. And they just like, here were their return shots. And we'll start with the first one was with Becky Lynch. I would give this one. Oh man, it started off as a B plus or close. Yeah. I would give it a B plus and then it went to a D for yeah. me. That yeah. return was, that was completely botched. Yeah. In my opinion. I, I, I would I don't know that I'd give it I'd give it a B minus probably just to start because I thought the beginning was really clunky because the fact that they brought out Carmella first, you know, uh I feel like that just soured me over. It's just like, ah, what is this? And, and you know what I mean? Well yeah, and it and it wasn't fair to Carmella. I mean Carmella's yeah. had the belt. She's won the money in the bank. Why are you using her as a, a stepping stone as a throwaway piece? I'm yeah. that you made her look bad. Then you made 
Becky looked they bad. They all looked bad. They, you they made every, bad. Nobody came bad. out of that situation better. No. And they, meanwhile, it's just like everybody knew. The Look, I, I know WWE knows this. The internet knows this. I mean, Sasha was not ever going to be there. Yeah. If she would have showed up for the match, even though everyone knew she wasn't going to be there for whatever reason, nobody knows why, but I mean, they knew a week in advance she wasn't going to show up. So people would have been legitimately surprised if she showed up because they're yeah. like, well... They're still advertising her. so Up until right sh- before the match, which was kind of crazy. Yeah. They, they rolled a whole video package about that. Yeah, Pat McAfee was like legit surprised. Like, wait, did you know this? You're making me look like a stooge. And that, to me, that felt like that was a little bit of a shoot. Yeah. Because it's just like, you did make him look like a stooge. And it's just like, okay, if you want, in hindsight, why wouldn't you book it as, you know, Sasha is not going to be there. So here is what we're doing. There is going to be a mystery opponent. Easy. Boom. Right. You just have a mystery opponent. So now people are already guessing. Who is it going to be? Maybe people are already speculating, Becky. Maybe they're not. But here, now when you have Carmella come out, and I still would have her come out. I would still have her. She would have gotten the proper heat because everybody was expecting Becky. Yeah. And then she's like, no, I'm a two time. I'm, you know, I've won. I've had this title. I've won money in the bank. I want my shot. And then Bianca would be like, okay, fine. And then when Becky's music hits and she comes out, they're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is about to be a three-way match. And then they actually have a three-way match. Then Becky continues to get her face. She doesn't look like a heel for just throwing uh, Carmella out like garbage because I think this might have been a quasi-heel turn. But then you have a three-way match, and it doesn't matter. So, but Sasha still, you know, Sasha, the, you, at that point, you already forgot about Sasha. So, Carmella's going to g- give a good match. Bianca's going to have a good match. Becky can work limited because they, they said they did this because she's working limited. Well, they could have protected her in a three-way match, and she could have barely did any spots, and she could have either... Now, I wouldn't have done this, but I mean, she could have pinned Carmella and won the belt. And that way, Bianca stayed strong and just like, wait a minute, you never beat me. And now just like you threw two people at me. Yeah. Or either way, you're setting up now when Bianca is going to fight uh, Becky. It means something and you have the next pay-per-view to do it. Yeah. So either she could have, they didn't have to do Bianca, which was the feel-good story of WrestleMania coming off of that, that she's building this legacy, and now you just have her get squashed like you did Kofi? I mean, people... I don't think she's had a proper defense yet. No, it's just like, well, this is the first, like, major one. It's just like, man, they screwed it. They made everybody look bad when they could have raised... They could have reminded people that Carmella Mella's money, you know, even if she did take the fall. You know, at that point, you know, Becky didn't have to take the fall... Uh, Bianca didn't have to take the fall and Carmella could have still put on a solid match yeah. and she could have got in there and it would have came off as a surprise and people would have been okay with it. People would have, it would have gave the proper heat because people would have groaned when Carmella came out and said, I'm stealing this spot, yes. but then they would have popped when be, you know, when Becky came out and then it would have, it would have put the heat, good heat proper heat on the real person which would have been Carmella it would have kept her right. over as because a heel instead people were groaning because they thought oh this is lame booking it's not a surprise yeah. you know you didn't surprise us it's just like um they're, yeah, they're huge they're yep. just they're groaning because they're getting such a shit match yeah. instead of what they were promised by a video package that just rolled right it went from a and yeah they, and everyone knew and that's why it went from a b 
to a D for me. Cause I mean, uh, we put that on Twitter It's just like we introduced who you wanted to see, but now they're covered in bees. <laughs> Cause you're just like, wait, what? And everybody down now, everybody feels bad for Bianca. Yep. Nobody even knows what to feel about Becky. It's just like, is she a heel? What was that? And Carmella looks like trash and made her look like trash. It's just like, they just like jobbed her out for no reason. Yeah. It's like they threw her into the stairs and hit her. And then she thinks she doesn't get her match. That wasn't proper heat for anybody. Yeah. Carmella doesn't deserve that. Yeah. I mean, Bianca, I don't even want to get into that. She doesn't deserve that. Everybody stop throwing Carmella away. You need top tier talent. And she was a top tier talent and you just threw her away from garbage. Then you took your top tier talent, which is Bianca and you made her look bad. Yep. Becky didn't need this rub. Be- everyone would have been happy to see her back. And if you wanted to put the belt on Becky, then Carmella could have did the job. And then Bianca could always said, you did not beat me. Yeah. We need a one-on-one match. And now you have a money rematch. Yeah. It doesn't make sense though. It, nothing they did made sense. I could have, you could have even went even further and made it a fatal four way, and you could int- introduce two people. Uh huh. You could introduce Carmella, and then you could have got Liv Morgan out there and just like, wait a minute, where's my shot? Yeah. And then they were to, that would have been like, okay, maybe I want Liv to win and Carmella's. To, and then when Becky's music hits, then people pop. Yeah. They're like, wait, there's three girls out here. Who's going to fight? And that's when you're like, it's going to be a fatal four way. Yeah. And now people are excited because you'll have some people pulling for Liv, and then Carmella's getting the heat, but everybody's excited to be back yeah and nobody's gonna look bad because then at that point if Liv and Carmella do the job they're not gonna look bad yeah because they're just like hey nobody was really prepared for this match uh-huh. and then you you set up a singles match it was just it was very short-sighted and they did it because they knew that all the weekend you know CM Punk was everybody was hyped so they wanted a Remember what I was talking about? It was just like when you hot shot an angle. That's they, exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, they, they hot shot this one? They tried to hot shot an angle and it blew up in their face because now they're like, now they're, I guarantee you, they're wondering, is Becky going to be a heel? Because well, the they, reports are that she's a heel. She's coming back as a heel, which I don't understand because there's no way the crowd's not going to let her be a heel. No, but but the crowd didn't know what to mean because you're just like she just did something that heels would do. Yeah, you just took a shot from somebody else, you threw her into the stairs, and then you beat, you know, the basically the hero of WrestleMania. Yeah, and it's just like who everybody was cheering for. I mean, Bianca. Bianca's over not only because she's uber talented because I mean she starts tearing up because this is again it's the same thing as CM Punk this is real to her and she turned around like shocked and then she had tears in her eyes and those were like legit tears it's just like because it was like you made me look you made her character look bad yeah and she did you know as you know she did what she the company told her to do even though it wasn't in the best interest of her character. And this is what The Rock was talking about. It's just like a lot of these people need to like step up and say, no, I'm not going to do this because it's not going to make my character look. I mean, Steve Austin famously walked out on that and he said it was a mistake, but they are still willing to fight to what's going to make my character look good. And that's part of, you know, creative. And they just made her look really bad. And I don't know, I just kind of... The whole thing was just botched to me. Yeah, I think the way the way that it came off, the way they said it, it just felt completely unplanned. No one thought about how folks were going to react. All they wanted was some kind of shock. It was a hot shot angle, and they and they blew it. You know, because now it's just like Becky's going to come out and it's just like, wait a minute, I'll give you your rematch, but 
I beat you in like 20 seconds. Yeah. Even though you had uh, the match of a lifetime with Sasha at WrestleMania, I squashed you. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you? I was like, okay, I'll give you a rematch. But it's just like, it's not compelling. That's not, you didn't push her all the way to the bottom to have her crawl back up. She already had crawled her way back up. And you could have took her down a notch a little bit by having her lose via somebody else. Or it could have been like, Remember, you know, Sting got over against Ric Flair after a 45-minute Broadway. You know, there's so much more they could have done than that weird squash. Even whether it was physical limitations, they still could have worked around that. And they didn't. And, I mean, they dropped, they dropped the ball big time on this one. She could have cut a promo or something. Like, it could have been just about anything except what they did. Yeah, exactly. Almost so. anything else, it could, would, have, would have been fine. I think they would have, it would have got some positive reaction to it. Yeah, there's no positivity around that, which is my, maybe why they did the next return because it just kind of felt... Although I, I I, always enjoy this, you know, when he comes back because there's always a little bit of a surprise to it, but, uh, I mean, the Brock Lesnar return. Yeah. Uh, I'm fine with it. I mean, him coming back as this Viking-looking character and just going out there and just doing the nose-to-nose. He didn't really do anything. He did stuff after the camera. He took Cena to Suplex City again mm-hmm. and you know he gave him a few F5s just on but why not on camera oh, it's, 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 <laughs> he didn't do it on camera why That's was like, that <laughs> was another thing did that they didn't, not know the cameras were off yeah and it didn't it didn't make sense and the only thing that was compelling because look we've seen Roman versus Brock a bunch of times and the only thing that made this even a little bit more compelling because this is the first time we saw Brock face Roman with Paul Heyman as his advisor because it's just like hey wait a minute that's my Heyman (laughs) (laughs) here's my thought though first thing that comes to mind doesn't this second return at the end of the show kind of suck the wind out of the first return a little bit yeah whatever wind that they that's what I mean I feel like they maybe they realized they screwed up that first return so they had Brock on standby it just feels like it's diluted you know yeah it was very and I'll tell you what I would have gave Brock Lesnar's return an A yeah, if he came out during the Bobby Lashley match, both more than the Roman match. Yeah, you know, I want to. I don't want to see another Roman versus Brock match. I just don't want to see it. I don't know, Vince. If you want to see it, then go watch your old pay per views because it's <laughs> happened a bunch of times. I want to see Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. I want to see the Bellator MMA guy versus the UFC MMA guy. I, I think having Brock fight Bobby Lashley would have been elevate Bobby Lashley's title reign that you're like, okay, now you just beat, you know, Goldberg and you beat, you know, Drew McIntyre clean. Now you got to face the beast who's back and he wants his belt. That seems like a no brainer. Why would would it be? Well, because instead we got Bobby Lashley who attacked Goldberg's son. Did you think that was a fan at first? I thought it was a fan that ran into the ring. No, because I watched um, I watched the the last Raw or SmackDown before that. You know, while they're they're closing up that angle, and I feel like they made a big point of introducing his son that he was going to do that. They could have did that during the match, yeah, instead of after the match, because now it made no sense. I guess, I guess you want to see Goldberg, and dude, Goldberg did it again. I mean, he almost took the Undertaker out, and, and maybe this is a little bit on Bobby Lashley, but that. That, you know, off the top rope throw when Bobby Lashley almost landed on his head. I mean, I don't want to see that. I want to see, again, they could have did the whole angle with his son and maybe that's what could have caused Bobby, you know, know, Goldberg could have lost it and that's why he was out of his head and that's why Bobby Lashley beat him. If 
if Brock Lesnar would have came out during that Bobby Lashley, I would have popped way bigger than seeing him nose to nose with Roman again. Yeah. I just don't want to see him against Roman again. I Brock Lesnar to me is he's their modern Andre the Giant where mm-hmm. when he comes back, it's going to be a big deal. Brock is money. He's one of the best guys. He, he's the legitimate badass. So I w- I'm never at the point where I don't want to see Brock Lesnar, but do we need to see Brock versus Roman again? Yeah. No, I mean... I don't think so. I just... That's got... That doesn't really entice me all that much. Um, I don't know. It, it, WWE is just in a, in a weird position right now. They have... They still have a wealth of talent, no matter what, how you look at it, with, even with the people they've let off, but... Just we've seen everything. Yeah, they get they do they have so much TV time that we've seen everything, and there's it's yeah. hard to it's hard to put together something unique. Well, like you said, you you were talking about last week. There's so many repeat matches on Raw every week. Yeah, now you're going to do repeat matches on big pay per views. Yeah, I mean Brock versus you know Roman Reigns. That was a WrestleMania main event. I know, and like when you look at uh, the competition, you know now that they you know CM Punk coming over. Everybody CM Punk wrestles is uh is is a pay per view main event. And any, it's new. Any, anyone? Yeah, and it's going to be new, yeah. right? There's nobody in there it's that's going to be a, reteat, a we were, repeat. We were we were talking about booking the territories last time and see, uh, talking about who we'd like to see CM Punk wrestle, and nothing really came to mind. But later I thought about it. I was like, CM Punk and Penta. That's yeah. going to be awesome. Oh yeah. There's like so many good ones. There's great matches that he can have. I mean, just. Uh, you know, there's a picture on Twitter with CM Punk versus and Malachi Black training together. Uh-huh. What a great match that would be, right? You got yep. like a, a legit kickboxer versus, you know, Punk is an MMA guy. You mm-hmm. know, he has that UFC, you know, badge. Whether he won or he lost, it's irrelevant. He he rolled with some of the best in the world. Yeah. So it's I there's so many matches you can see that. And are you know, not uh, what was it? Uh, AEW did that MMA MMA rules fight not too long ago. Oh yeah, they got that's that one right. In the yeah, Kingdom. they did do that. Oh yeah, because that's right. You got Jake Hager too. Yeah. That's an MMA. So you got so many compelling matchups. And honestly, I think Chris Jericho made an announcement. I mean, this show is all about rating the returns. But Chris Jericho says he's making an announcement. I have a feeling he's going to be taking a break. Yeah, I think so. I think he's going to be. I don't, I, and which is good. I mean, Jericho's known for his. His monster comebacks, right? You know, yeah. when he came, when he jumped to Raw or where he disappeared for a while, he knows when it's time to take a break so people yeah. don't see him for a little while. And he understands, I think he, he just gets it. He loves the business. He loves what he's doing. It feels like they really, it feels like everybody at AEW really loves their job right now. Oh, yeah. And it's like, um, sure, he did his five labors. That felt like a farewell, farewell to a tour to me. It did. A little bit. And of course, you know, the fifth labor, he went out on his back, which is, you know. Go out on his shield. Time-honored tradition. So Yeah, well-earned, um, too, yeah. man. Because he's been, you know, he... A big reason that the AEW world title means something is because Jericho held it for so long. Yeah, I even he, argued when, you know, when uh, Moxley won it that I feel like Jericho could have even held it just for a little bit longer. Yeah. Because, you know, the longer he held it, the more it meant something. Uh, AEW's done such a great job of protecting that protecting belt. Protecting the belts. Yeah, protect the, I feel that like the belts belt. in WWE mean nothing. 
No. Damian you know? Priest winning the U.S. title, uh, did it even mean anything? Nikki Ash lost it already. So what was the, what was the point that was of that? That was a complete waste of a, that was a complete waste of a money in the bank cash in. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's they awful. Dr- but like, I don't know. They but dropped uh, the, ball. the AW belt, Jericho came in, got it over immediately, made it important, made it huge. Uh, and then Moxley came in, you know, he got it. Who else? It's just been them three, right? And yeah. now Kenny Omega. So they're the only guys. That belt is super prestigious. Oh, yeah, the, it means the, something. The day, the day one of, like, the AW homegrowns gets that belt, it's oh, going to be gonna so be fucking huge. Yeah, and it's like be It's big. not like they're going to book CM Punk to get it. You no, know what I mean? I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so, and I don't think he would want to because... Uh, it I doesn't need it. it. it doesn't I mean, need uh, the belts used to be, you know, even the old timers used to be all about just like the belts are props, right? Or just yeah. like, you know, or if there was really a baby face that was really clamoring to get the belt back and back in the day, they would call it a pacifier, you know, just to shut them up. Yeah. You know, just so the guys who really don't need the belt, you don't necessarily have to put it on there. No, he, uh, you don't have to put it on him. He doesn't need the belt. And I don't think he has to get it to build the belt anymore. I think the, the the last thing that's left is one of the one of the guys, the original AEW guys, because like Kenny Omega, Jericho, Moxie all have big careers outside of AEW. Yeah, but it would it could even be argued that Kenny Omega wasn't reaching his potential until they realized, wait a minute, you're Kenny fucking Omega, one of the best in the world. Put the belt on him, yeah, and that elevated him back up. Yeah. Sorry, um, I cut you off. Go no, ahead. no, and then when he turned heel, that was great. I mean, yeah, great story. But I think eventually, I mean, it feels like they've been building. Eventually, Hangman Page is going to be their first uh, original champion. Yeah, someone grown in AEW. Yep, and that'll be great. But I'm just saying, the day that that belt switches hands, it's going to be huge. Oh yeah, and that and that, honestly, if you were talking about who's next in line, I would say him. Yeah. I would definitely want to say. Part of me just wants eventually wants Cody to have it. And because I think the longer they wait, the more people might like, oh, don't put it on Cody. But Cody's very being very generous and just like, man, I thought he was even going to retire because like I'd like to have it just because, you know, I'd like to see him have one run with it. Yeah. Even if it's, you know, Dusty had it three times, but Dusty had quick runs. Yeah. Just so he can say it once. And there's a little part of me. There was a uh, a tweet that went out earlier and uh, I should give them a shout out while I look it up. But it was just like who never had a world title run that should have had a title run. And there's numerous guys, but I mean, the one that really comes to mind with me was Roddy Piper. It's just like, he never got his title run. He never, yeah, he never got a, uh, no, he never got a run. You know, you can say Orndorff, you can say Jake the snake, but to me, it was just like, that was a, a, a big oversight. You know, even Andre the giant, just having it just for a split second and then giving it up. At least you can say he had that belt once. Yeah. Right. He had it once. So I'd like to just see Cody have it just for not only the legacy, the the Rhodes legacy, but of just like he kind of like he kind of earned it. Yeah. You know, he he brought this all, you know, he brought this together. I just I, I, I agree with you. And I think that if it's ever best for business, he will have it, you know, if it's ever the right time. But I also feel like part of Cody just respects the business so much that he would rather get get huge you know uh, off screen doing reality shows and doing other ventures or whatever and become a star and come back and then put somebody else over yeah no i i totally agree and he's that's why i mean he's being super generous yeah. where i'd like to see it uh, i can't even say it was like hd uh pound punk ssc and he had then one superstar you think should <laughs> at least had one time be the champion yeah. but it's just like i i want that for cody because i feel like the longer they go 
the harder it's going to be to get it over. But maybe then he just gets it for a week. I don't know. But I think he felt like his TNT run was that run that he should have had. But we'll see. I don't know. But Adam Page, he's definitely the one that's going to be next. Uh, There's a lot of people out there complaining and just like look at all this you know the next pay-per-view is nothing but half of it is like wwe alumni it's just like but look this business was built on territories and these and you can argue that the first homegrown wwe talent didn't happen until 1995 with the rock and Mm -hmm. edge and you know they didn't even have a developmental that was official back then you had pat patterson yeah you know at the gimmick warehouse in stanford showing these guys how to do moves you know and then they got tom pritchard and dory funk in there but that was like the rock mark henry the hardy's edge before that you can do the same thing for WrestleMania 1 and put the AWA logo and the NWA logo over all these faces. So I think that's a that's bullshit just because we went through this era, you know, this basically this monopoly era. And then you say that these guys are all just like grown for WWE because it's not true because a lot also a lot of them made their name in Japan. If there was other territories, these guys would have come from that. It's a territorial business, and it's going back to that. And Tony Khan is embracing that. So it's beautiful. Yeah. So I'm. All I love f- it. I heard uh, rumors of uh, Braun's going to land at Impact for a while. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah. I don't because I mean honestly, the way things are, I, we talked about this, and the only other WWE guy that I want to see on uh, AEW right now is the Cult of Wyndham. That's the only, you know, Bray yeah. Wyatt. The, that's the only one that I want to see right now. And everybody else, I'd like to see them do Matt Cordona and just go out there and make. I want to see Braun Strowman go to Japan and dominate. Yeah. I want him to dominate because I know they would just embrace him like they embraced Andre before him. I think he would go over there and be treated like a megastar and then have him then come back, you know, after getting Uber over in Japan. And then mm-hmm. it's going to mean something when he comes back. Yeah. It would mean more than seeing him in Impact right now. But yeah. I would I, I would take Impact. But if he goes to Japan and they'll pay him big money yeah, and they'll pay him big money on a part time schedule, I'd like to see that get over, then come back. And then I guess you guarantee you, though, WWE would be begging him to come back, you know, if he got as over as I know he would in Japan. Yeah. I think, I just think, I think AEW is much smarter with their booking and how they use yeah. these um, former WWE stars. Um, like the thing they're doing with uh, Paul White right now, I love it. It's simple. Yeah, you know? it's you, fine. I have no issues with I, it. I was an announcer and you picked up my announcer, buddy. Now I'm going to. Yeah, we're, we're now I'm going to fight you. That's I mean, cool. That's good enough. Good yeah, enough, you know? That it, I, just to see him in the ring is going to mean something. But I mean, And I like UT Marshall. Oh, yeah. He's yeah, awesome. no, I think I think they're trying to get him over. Obviously, I think a lot of the talent, you know, that's training, you know, he has a school that he's, he could, he's probably pivoting, eventually going to pivot to become their developmental territory, so to speak. Yeah. So I'm all for getting him in the ring and giving him some notoriety. And that's the perfect person to do it is Paul White, because, I mean, to a fault, Paul White went out of his way to put people over to the point where he didn't have the Andre the Giant career because he was too busy being too generous for a lot of these guys Yeah, to the point where even Undertaker took him under his wing for a while because you're like, why aren't you this monster that you should be? Because he could have been, but he was very generous because he was spending a lot of time getting other people over. Right. You know, and and it's fine. Look, he got paid and he, he's a I think he's a pretty generous guy is probably why he did it. So I think he's the perfect foe for for QT Marshall. 
Yeah, that's going to be good. Yeah. Um, what about the, the let's do the another, well, I guess this will be our final return uh, since this was the uh, the summer of Cena. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah. What do you think of Cena's return and, and his run? And seeing him back in the uh, public eye, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, I didn't dislike it, but I would say it was a little lackluster. Yeah, I think, um, man, ever since I heard this on that one podcast, I keep thinking, is why is Cena still the same gimmick? Shouldn't it be just adjusted a little? Yeah, like the pink shirts and all that stuff. Like, really, it's like he was just in F9 playing spy or whatever yeah so it just it didn't feel right you know but i guess that's what he's always been you know it felt and roman reigns just he i don't know i i felt like it was great to see him i don't feel that it was super effective as an angle you know yeah i mean roman called it out right in and no he's just like same old john same old shirt same old promos and it's just like but i mean like he seen as a master on the mic. So, I mean, I only give it, uh, I only give it an A cause it, I mean, you, it just goes to show that Cena can be anywhere and doing anything. He's going to come back except his hair. His hair looked really weird. I yeah, there's, hair there's an issue with the hair. Yeah. There's something wrong. Although it was when he was, you know, Roman was making fun of his hair and then Cena started making fun of, you know, Roman's teeth. Just like, <laughs> you don't want to be in Hollywood, but you got those veneers that look like soap bars. <laughs> so, I, mean, I mean, it was, yeah, those moments were good when they were, when they were, uh, yeah. they had those long promos on, on SmackDown and it was fine. But, but this was the moment you're absolutely right. This is the moment where, and they, if maybe they're saving it for the next time he comes back, if he comes back, this was would have been the moment that you realize, okay, this is Hulk Hogan turning heel on Bash of the Beach. I think next time Cena comes back, it's got to be some time when the company is has its back against the wall and they're suffering, and maybe there's even a, a faction that's bringing them down NWA style, and it's just like, is Cena coming back? And then Cena turns on him. This is the time to cer- turn Cena heel. Yeah. The, but, you know, Roman, I think there was an interview about talking to just like he didn't, you know, talking about whether he should have been turning Cena heel the next time. This should be the last time we see the same John Cena that we've seen before. Yeah. I mean, but like, we're surprised to see him. You know, ironically, you can't see me. I was surprised to see him. But then <laughs> Jim Cornette put it really well. It's just like it's hard to miss you if you won't go away because yeah. we've been seeing a ton of Cena because of Peacemaker and mm-hmm. Suicide Squad. So he's been doing a lot of press like CM Punk. It meant something because you haven't really seen all that much of him. you know, where Cena, even though he wasn't in wrestling, you still saw him everywhere. Yeah, you can't see him, but he was everywhere in his doing his peacemaker stuff. And they, to me, I could say you know I can knock it down to a B because I feel like they didn't capitalize on any of that, any of that uh, peacemaker Suicide Squad steam. They didn't capitalize on any of it. Yeah, like why didn't they? I think there was a few Suicide Squad ads in there, but uh... not much. It's just like seriously, you're just like you're gonna go. And it was a great shirt, right? They had that old. Uh, style Super Mario Brother Nintendo shirt. You know, yeah. they must, somebody's just like had this idea of three years ago for a shirt and they're like, we're going to get to use it now. You seriously didn't get like a Suicide Squad themed John Cena shirt that you'd sell? Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? It's just like, yeah. He's been going, doing interviews and doing press on, you know, primetime TV dressed in, in, in the Peacemaker outfit. Mm-hmm. He's going to have a show on HBO Max that he's going to be the star of and you did not get a, you know, a Peacemaker themed John Cena merch. That yeah. was a huge drop. 
Yeah, I mean, again, he he was back as the same character. He was back as the same product. Yeah. So I don't know. It was still. Uh, it's the, the it's, good news is it's is, fine. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> it's okay. Fine, yes. That's what I'm saying. It's oh, like a, I don't hate it. It's fine. But what's happening now is there's other wrestling options that are appearing. You know what I mean? And other stuff is pretty good to watch. You know? Oh man, you it's just... hard. It, it, it's it's hard to get excited about the WWE stuff because we've seen. No, everything. there's not. There's one thing that that is one word I would not use to describe it is exciting. When you said that, fine. Like you got to give the shout out to one of my favorite shows, Ted Lasso. You uh-huh. know, Roy Kent. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. It's <laughs> fine, but don't you deserve more than fine? <laughs> <laughs> 